Boom, boom. How's it going? How's it going? Welcome aboard. It is I again, your boy TJ, and I am hanging out with my co-host Garrett Shepperson. And uh, you all know if he, he is here, we're talking about nothing else than the property law or law in property, whichever way you want to look at it. Gareth, good morning, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, how you say good morning in Africans, by the way? Good <laughs> morning. Um, right. All right. Okay. Right. Um, great to be with you, TJ. For those people who don't know, we normally film these uh, episodes on a Friday. So every time you ask me how I'm doing, obviously much better for the fact that it's a Friday. Eh? <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. today we've got a hot topic. Um, I think this topic is has been in the news for as long as I can remember. Uh, but for me, I think it is a topic that's been lingering on for the entire, the rest of my life. Um, because I'm a true African and, um, you know, my, my lineage is in three countries. Uh, so I have seen this topic live in many different countries. And now it is here in South Africa, but you are going to give us a little bit of update on how things are going and whether this thing is going to come to life. What are we talking about, Garrett? Okay, today we're talking about expropriation and in particular expropriation without compensation. And uh, as you've just mentioned, Obviously, everyone has seen it's all over the news for the past uh, while. I think it was first raised by the EFF and uh, eventually adopted by the ANC and, and, and uh, is being pushed through. It's part of the greater land restitution, land redistribution um, movement. Um, and it has become a hot political potato. And we'll, we'll, we don't want to look at the hot political potato here. We're going to look at, at, at what it means, uh, what it's all about, and um, where we can, in particular, what the focus is um, or should be for the property investor, what concerns the property investor should have um, about expropriation without compensation or uh, expropriation in general. Awesome stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been here before, on here we talk about the facts, right? There is no gray area in here. We talk about the facts on where it is right now and how it impacts you as the property investor, because I'm a property investor. Uh, so that's why I hang out with people with Gareth who understand the law and who can afford to go and read 100 pages and come and dilute to, to, to us in five minutes. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yes, it will be a short short look at it. It's obviously an extremely complicated and, and um, emotional uh, topic. So mm. uh, let's just try and look at the, at the, at the basics of it. Um, expropriation is not a new concept. Um, the first Expropriation Act, in fact, was published as far back as, as 1975. And uh, people are not really aware of it because it seldom impacts uh, people. But if you think about it, every time the government builds a road, builds a school, builds a dam, I mean, if you think of the size of the of the Vol Dam or the Hadebiasput Dam or whatever, uh, there were people living there before that dam was built. It now takes up a massive area where people's houses or farms or, or, or whatever were before that. And um, if the government didn't have the power to expropriate, they would never build a road or a dam because every seller would, would hold them to ransom. So, so for the public good, the Expropriation Act um, has existed in some form or fashion um, for, for many years. 
and and it's for a, for a generally for a good purpose and and um, this, to ensure that that infrastructure projects can be completed uh, by the government. So yeah, that, that's the, where 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 it comes from. Yeah. Um, the 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 specific issue that's the hot topic at the moment is obviously the the, the question of um, uh, the part being without compensation, um, and. I think also this stems from all these the, the, these land claims that the, the, that were previously um, lodged, where the owner held out for the highest price possible. And obviously, if you're the landowner, you're going to hold out for the highest price possible. You're not uh, you're not a uh, uh, an investor in land uh, to be a charity or, or, or charitable in your in your intent. You're there to to make a profit. Mm. So. Obviously, it's understandable that that, that that land must be redistributed to people who have been deprived. And on the other side, for someone who has made an investment in property, obviously, it's understandable that they want to make a return on that investment. So um, that's, that's basically where it comes sir? from. Okay. Sorry? Can I ask a question then? Yeah. Uh, we have seen Gautren coming in. Gautren is the infrastructure of the government, right? Um, and obviously they needed to have new rails and stations and things like that. At the moment, me and you, we are in Tswane, Gauteng, the Gauteng is moving between the two of us. There is talk of extend, extending it to the west and to, to the south and things like that. Am I correct by the fact to say that um, expropriation is almost, when the Gauteng is now moving into those areas, and you've got a house, the government can actually decide to compensate you for the house so that they can pave way for the construction of that, right? So you, mm -hmm. get, you get paid for your house. But in this case, we are talking about with no compensation. So we're saying we're just coming in to take your property so that we can have how train. Is, is, is this the dummiest uh, picture maybe? That, that is it, and that's why it's controversial because obviously as property investors viewing this um, this video, you don't want to be in the position where you invest into a, a piece of land or a, or a house or, or mm -hmm. whatever it is, a, a commercial building or, or whatever, uh, with the knowledge in the back of your mind that potentially the government can, can take it away from you and you're going to get nothing in return. So you've spent uh, a million, two million, ten million, whatever it is, on a piece of property, and um, and you you can be stripped of ownership uh, with with no um, compensation. So yeah, it's, it's, that that's basically where where the, the uh, political hot potato and the and the emotions and so on have come out. If we look at the actual draft bill, um, it it mainly uh, still uh, looks at cases where um, uh, just and equitable it's just and equitable compensation must still be paid for expropriation. There's actually only a limited uh, number of, of instances where um, there can be expropriation without uh, compensation. Um, the, the, the most relevant one of these, there's a list of about five, I think, um, uh, reasons where there, there, there needn't be compensation. But the one for property investors is the one that says that land not being used for uh, its main purpose um, or, or not being developed or, or used to generate an income um, can be um, uh, uh, expropriated without compensation. So if you think 
that you've identified a piece of land and there are um, building developments coming at it from, from both sides and you reckon that eventually that land uh, um, is going to be the only land left in, in the area and therefore far more valuable to developers um, because, because it's uh, rare um, and you're just holding on to that land, then in a case like this, um, I think you run the risk of um, being caught out because you're not developing or not um, using the land for any profitable purpose. And, and you know as well as I do, TJ, that, that you can invest for capital gain and you can invest for income yeah. uh, or combination of both. And basically, if you're investing in, in land in the hope that, that someday in the future it will be more, in other words, investing for a capital gain, um, then uh, you run a bit of a risk here. So that, that's where it's a bit tricky for, for, for property investors. And they must just be a little bit uh, careful about just indefinitely holding on to land or just buying land because you think someday it will be worth something. In the past, no problem with that, especially if it's farmland because the rates and taxes are low and you can have, so the holding costs are not massive and you can afford to hold it for a while. And if you think that the city is developing out in that direction, then you can you can hold that land until the development reaches that stage and, and suddenly your land is worth a lot more. So that, that, that's basically the one of the, the things to look out for now as a property investor when it comes to expropriation. I must just mention that this bill was before Parliament last year in November, so it's November 2020, um, and it's still on the process of going through. And um, simultaneously, obviously, in the Constitution, there's um, the right to property and uh, simultaneously there's there's a process which I'll, I'll go into just now to amend that um, the constitution to yeah. to accommodate a situation like this the question I've so got, yeah uh, if we sorry the question that i've got is in and around uh land expropriation uh, is there a type of land that this bill is earmarking um, because I mean, all of all houses and businesses are all sitting on one type of the land, right? So, is it agriculture? Is it you know? I, I, I don't know. The, the last I was reading, the uh, trying to attempt to read it, um, I was almost sounding like it's, it's it's agriculture and nothing other than agriculture. But I mean, keep me in check here. There's, there's, there's nothing that, that limits the, the scope of expropriation. It, it can be uh, residential, it can be commercial, it can be anything. Um, it all depends on, on, on the factors that, that, that why it's required, why it's just and equitable, um, and so on. So that, and you must remember always that the courts have a, have a, have a if, you, if you're aggrieved by, by the expropriation that went on, you always have the right to, to take it to court. And, and to uh, challenge the, the, the fact either that it should not be expropriated in the first place, in other words, there's got no public benefit to, to such an expropriation, or secondly, that the compensation or lack of compensation um, is, is inadequate and, and that you should be uh, compensated more. If you, if you take it back to the, the beginning, as I mentioned, the, it started basically with the EFF and, and with land redistribution and, and um, land restitution, that, that obviously focuses more on um, agricultural land. Also remember that if you're a developer 
and you want to uh, develop a new township, and I'm talking about township not in the sense of the common use of the word, but the actual yeah. um, piece of ground in terms of, of town planning. Um, if you want to, if you want to start a, a new a new suburb, basically, um, then you can only do that on on, on agricultural land. So it's important uh, for developers, even though, even though it sounds like maybe it's only of importance to farmers, it's not only of importance to farmers because uh, it, it directly affects developers. Okay, so we're saying that at the moment almost sounds like the, if we had to have a scale of risk, you know, agriculture is at a high risk, but it doesn't take away all of us who have buildings and student accommodation, it can impact us but we need also to wait for the process to unfold that's number one and then number two you still have the right to object um, on either what you're being paid or object on on the reasons on why it's being um where the property has been taken away right yeah okay. there's, a, there's another interesting fact is is that as we know especially for those people who are investing in the western cape um, property prices there are, are, are driven primarily uh, by foreign investors. Uh, if you look mm -hmm. at the likes of, of, of the, the Cliftons and so on, um, and even further, slightly further afield from that, those prices are being, are being driven up by foreign investors. And that's a great opportunity for property investors. Is, is if you see that the prices are going to be driven up, you buy now, you sell for more later. Um, or you rent out to foreigners on a on a B and B or uh, uh, anything like that. Uh, you can you can you can make money out of property because it's attractive to to foreign investors. Yeah. And a lot of the concern about the expropriation uh, bill has been that by passing the expropriation bill and changing section 25 of the constitution, which is the right to property, there's uh, there's a concern that foreign investment would be uh, curtailed because the investor has got no security of title. They don't know that if they invest in the property, it might be expropriated the next day. Um, yes, that is, a, that is a concern. But what we also need to remember is that there are over 3,000 tre international treaties that uh, govern um, uh, invest, investments by foreigners in countries. And uh, South Africa is a signatory to, to, to quite a, a, a number of, of those um, uh, treaties um, and also that um, there are uh, United Nations resolutions and and um, basically um, what do you call them uh, they're not treaties but uh, the UN rights uh, human rights uh, Bill of Human Rights and the European Bill of Human Rights and the African Union Bill of Rights um, all of those, South Africa are signatories to, to those. So any change in legislation in South Africa would have to be in um, the context of those, those treaties and, and, and bills of human rights that, that form part of it. So yes, there is a concern. I, I cannot just say there is no concern um, that if your, your target market for your BNB uh, um, or your, your invest, property investment that you are making is to eventually um, benefit from foreign investment, there is a there is a small concern, but I I think the the concern is mitigated to a certain extent by the um, our own constitution and the fact that we cannot change our constitution um, too easily. And remember that that, that in, in in deciding such things, 
when you approach the courts, one of the things that the courts take into consideration is foreign legislation and so on and treaties that, that, that the country is a signatory to. So there is a concern there, but I don't think that it's sufficient of a concern to um, persuade investors who see an opportunity to market to foreign um, to a foreign market um, to to just abandon the, that plan totally. Gerard, the question then I want to ask is, whilst everything is happening, as a property investor like me, what should I do? Okay. Um, well, there's not <laughs> short. There's not buying? much you can do. There's not much you can do. If your property is going to be expropriated, your property is going to be expropriated, whether it's for a dam, a road, or uh, in order to, to fulfill some sort of restitution or redistribution um, uh, scenario. So there is not a lot you can do. Again, remember that it must be for a, a public um, benefit or, or the good of the public. Mm. and that the, the, the compensation must be just and, and equitable. So even under the, the brand new bill, the, those conditions would still apply. It just makes um, one change in that in certain very limited, well, not very limited, in certain limited cases, um, there, can be no com there can be cases where there's no compensation. So your, your rights to compensation are there. The compensation must be just and equitable, and the reason for the expropriation must be... Um, appropriate. So yes, there's not much you can do upfront when you're investing in a, in a property to, to determine that. Yes, if you see a road is part built or something and, and, and the next property in line is yours, uh, you might uh, be a bit worried. But actually, if you get reasonable compensation, maybe uh, that gives you a bit of uh, cash to, to develop the rest of the property. So it might even be an opportunity. I don't, I don't think that will happen very often, but there could be a, a limited opportunity there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it, uh, you can't really do much up front. Yeah. All you need to do is know your rights, so that once you receive your expropriation notice, um, you don't just simply give in and and surrender. There there are certain rules and regulations and and legislation that the government must comply with. And remember, expropriation needn't be the national government. It, it could be local and and um, provincial as well. So. Whoever's expropriating, um, it must be transparent and, and so on. So make sure of your rights. Make sure you know your rights. Go and see an attorney if you need to, but uh, make sure that you get your, your fair and reasonable value for your property that is being expropriated. It might be premature for me to ask this question, Gareth, because I think the last that we might have seen, I don't know whether there have been cases of uh, expropriation in between. Uh, I've never met a case like this one. But as a property investor, how would I actually know that my land is earmarked for expropriation? Like what kind of a document comes through to me? Uh, the, the government would serve an expropriation notice on you as the landowner. If you are in the process of buying uh, um, uh, land uh, in, your, in your offer to purchase, um, maybe not in some offers to purchase, but in a lot of offers to purchase, there are certain warranties that are included. And, and quite mm -hmm. often amongst the warranties is that the person is authorized to sell and is not aware of any uh, conditions that, that would prevent them from selling and so on. So on. So if the, the if the seller is aware that there's an expropriation in process, they are duty bound in terms of those warranties to disclose it. 
If they don't, they are in breach of the warranties and you would have a, have a claim against that, that seller for, for concealing that from you. Awesome stuff. So you, Gareth, your baby steps here, you're saying the moment that you receive that letter, it is advisable that you seek legal uh, advice um, and they can then now start working on your behalf in terms of uh, getting through to, is there compensation or not? Um, and if it is, can you object to it? Can you also object to the uh, expropriation and all of those things, but a lawyer now needs to help you. Preferably, I always say to people, don't go to a family lawyer and things like that. Preferably a property lawyer, someone who is in that industry, uh, someone like Gareth. Um, so yeah, I think I understand it. At the moment, guys, you, me, we can do anything, right? The law, or should I say the parliament and all of these things, these bills needs to put to be put in place. If you get saved with a letter, don't email <laughs> me, please. Right. I am not that guy. Gareth will help you. I can't help you. But Gareth, I think maybe I'm going to say to the people, if anyone ever gets a letter and they were from this community, for educational purposes, I would like us to understand how does that work? Uh, because I think it's a it's a once in a lifetime for us to have these kind of things uh, and how they are, are going to unfold. But for now, can we end it here, Gareth? Good, yeah, we can end it here. Uh, again, I'll just end by saying there are unknowns. The process going forward is unknown. We will see what happens. We will monitor it. And if there are any developments, maybe we will uh, provide an update um, on this on a, by video so that uh, people are fully aware of, of the direction that things are going. Awesome stuff. You heard it right from the guy who knows lawyer law better than I do. We will see you on the next video. Mm -hmm.